after you've been through a spiritual battle, there can be this overwhelming sense of gratefulness for who God is and the way that he delivers us through those seasons. Psalm 21 is exactly that. Yesterday, we looked at Psalm 20, which is a prayer before going into a battle. And then Psalm 21 is a companion psalm that's a prayer for after the battle. I pray that this episode blesses you. Hey friends, welcome to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. Do you sometimes doubt if you're truly hearing God's voice or if it's really your own? And how do you know the difference? Do you ever struggle to feel confident in your relationship with God and what He says in His Word? Do you sometimes feel stagnant or like maybe you hit a wall in your spiritual life? Hey, I'm your host, Rachel Grohl, missionary, author, pastor, and life coach, and I have been there. I too was doubting God's voice in my own life. I felt insecure about my relationship with Him, and I wanted to be obedient to what God was calling me to do, but I wasn't quite sure how to figure out what that was. I felt like I was wasting time trying to figure it out, and I just wanted a way to understand His will for my life. The answer for me was found in the pages of the scriptures, as I learned how to understand what they were actually saying. If you're ready to grow in your faith and to step confidently into the calling God has for you, then join me as we dig deep into God's Word so that you can learn to live out your faith in your everyday life. Hey friends, before we get into today's episode, I have a quick word. I know that you have been frustrated with being confident in how to tell the difference between hearing from God and wondering if it's your own voice. I know, I've been there myself. That's why I wrote the Bible study, She Hears, Learning to Listen to Jesus. This is a six-week study that takes you through the book of John, looking at six women in the life of Jesus, how he calls them, how he encourages them, how he equips them. It also teaches the color method of Bible study, helping you to learn how to really understand the scriptures. I also include a lot of cultural and historical information that makes these familiar passages of scripture really come alive. This is a great study to do with maybe your teen girls or a group of friends from church, and it will really help you gain confidence in how to hear from the Lord and set you up with some tools that will stay with you long after the study is over. Again, head to shehears.org and you can find the Bible study on the resources page. Hey friends, welcome back to the Hearing Jesus Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Grohl. Today we are in Psalm 21. We are continuing our devotional reading through the Psalms. And this is a Psalm that is by David, which is similar to some of the other Psalms we've been doing. And remember, this is a companion Psalm to the Psalm that we read yesterday. Psalm 20 was a prayer before going into battle. And Psalm 21 is a praise after coming out of the battle. Psalm 21. O Lord, the King rejoices in your strength. How great is this joy in the victories you give. You have granted him the desire of his heart and have not withheld the request of his lips. You welcomed him with rich blessings and placed a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked you for life and you gave it to him. Length of days forever and ever. Through the victories you gave, his glory is great. You have bestowed on him splendor and majesty. Surely you have granted him eternal blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord through the unfailing love of the Most High. He will not be shaken. Your hand will lay hold on all your enemies. Your right hand will seize your foes. At the time of your appearing, you will make them like a fiery furnace. In his wrath, the Lord will swallow them up and his fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth, their posterity from mankind. 
Though they plot evil against you, they devise wicked schemes, they cannot succeed, for you will make them turn their backs when you aim at them with drawn bow. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your might. Psalm 21. So, in general, Psalm 21 is one that I think can be used in a variety of situations. Like we talked about yesterday, um, Psalm 20 can be a way that you pray through a spiritual battle that you're going through. And then Psalm 21 can really be a, a thanksgiving prayer after you've gone through a battle. In in fact, when we are talking about what we've said all along, when we're talking about David writing from the Psalms, there's a lot of war imagery and this one is no exception when it's talking about the victories you give in, in verse 1, Psalm 21, verse 1. The victories you give, that has really been compared to a, a kind of prophetic speech that was really widespread in the ancient Near East. It would have been called an oracle of victory. It was similar to what other kings would have done when they have come out of battle. They would have declared this oracle of victory. And so... In the face of battle, there's usually a spokesperson for the king's god or goddess that would offer encouragement to the king. And so we see that in Syria, we see that in Babylon, we see it with some of the Assyrian prophets. And so what we're seeing here in Psalm 21 is really David's version of an oracle of victory and talking about how the, there's a prophetic psalm here that would talk about the the source of confidence that he has that is reflected back in Psalm 20 in verse 6, knowing that the God's hand of protection. Remember, we talked about this yesterday where he's saying, now I know. This is David kind of coming back around and saying, thank you, God, for proving yourself faithful. And I want to read verse 8 to you. Verse 8, it says, your hand will lay hold on all your enemies. Your right hand will seize your foes. Again, this right hand imagery, the right hand seizing foes. Sometimes, depending on the version that you're reading, you'll see this uh, used a little bit differently. And, and I think sometimes that happens. Things get lost in translation. But but really, this word imagery that we see here in the original text, it's used not so much with apprehending somebody, but it's really more used in the description of attacking an enemy with a weapon. And so seizing the foes, I think, sometimes makes us think like, oh, you're, he God was like holding somebody back. No, if, if anything, this is actually showing... Um, and claim, laying claim to God was attacking the enemy with a weapon. And again, most soldiers were right-handed, so they wouldn't seize the foe with the right hand. Um, that's actually where their weapon would be held. And so the right hand is used for offense, and, and it usually is what is used to find the mark. And so I think that's important because... This is a verse that describes part of the picture of what happens in spiritual battle. And and yes, this is praise after the battle, but it's descriptive of what God did. So it's not like God just sits back and watches us being 
attacked. Remember yesterday we talked about the authority we have as believers. We're seeing in this this imagery that God is actually the one doing the attacking. Your right hand will seize your foes. That that whole idea, that whole picture is that God will be the one standing in the gap to attack for you. In verse 9, right after it says, At the time of your appearing, you will make them like a fiery furnace. The fiery furnace is something that we'll, we'll read, we read about it in Daniel. And if you've been familiar with um, the story of Daniel, this idea of the fiery furnace can, can go a couple different ways. Um, sometimes it's presented as... Uh, like in, in Daniel, it talks about King Nebuchadnezzar creating this fiery furnace, and he used it as a way to uh, intimidate and punish Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego by putting them inside the fiery furnace. What we see in Psalm 21 is a little bit different. God is pictured as a fiery furnace that destroys everything that is put into it. So in the, in the story of Daniel, God protects them from the fiery furnace, but in Psalm 21, God is the fiery furnace. And so that, I think, is an important distinction because I think sometimes that could be confusing. Most of us don't think about the fiery furnace in Psalm 21. When we hear that phrase, we think of God's protection in in the other story. But the fiery furnace was a really common thing in, in this culture. And so there was these very, very large ovens that were used to make bricks and to melt metal. And there's lots of things that the, the furnaces would have been used for, but it would have been part of their culture. The Hebrew word translated furnace, tenure, it really refers to a cooking oven. And so it would have been constructed of earth or brick or sometimes even broken pottery. And it was used with fire inside that was kindling the oven and it would distribute the heat to the inside surface. And so if you were breaking, baking bread, um, you could do that in there. You could, I, I think of it in terms of like, if you've ever been to Europe and you've seen some of the pizza ovens, they're super, super huge. And they're, they're stoked for a very long time. Uh, and it takes all day to get the fire up to the, the right temperature. And so that oven heat is much more intense than an ordinary open flame. And and so what we're seeing here is a metaphor for the destructive power of God when he is stepping in to defend us from our enemy. And so there there were allusions to this in other places uh, in the ancient Mesopotamian culture, but it was always with regard to like punishment. And so this idea of the fiery furnace was really, I, I mean, I guess you could say that's what it was in Daniel. It was a, it was a punishment that was, that could have been used. That's how we see it. But on this hand, instead of God protecting from, from the, the punishment, God is giving out the punishment. And again, God is a God of justice. He's also a God of mercy, but we're not talking about believers here. We are talking about enemies of God, the enemies of God that have, stepped in to interfere with God's plan and God's purpose and God's people. I think that's significant. I think that there have been times in my life where I have been tempted to think that when I have been going through a trial, that God was just inactive. And I think 
that is easy to do when we are thinking about this in terms of the physical. Sometimes we don't see what's going on in the supernatural. Sometimes we don't see what's going on in the spiritual realm. But yet we have a very active God who participates in our lives spiritually, emotionally, physically, mentally. And so if he is fighting on our behalf, it's not that he's just holding back our enemies. He is aggressively fighting for us in the midst of that spiritual battle. There was one time that we we were here in the States, actually, where we were participating in a service where they had been doing a healing service. So essentially, people were coming down up front that, that needed healing for whatever reason. And the individual that was there that night did have a healing anointing and he was, he was well known for that. And so there was people there that had come that were not normally part of our church. They were just there because they were needing something specifically and, and praying for, for healing in that regard. And so as we were, I think I've shared this on the podcast before, but it's relevant here. So I'm going to share it again. As we were watching and seeing God do a healing work. And and I'm not saying every single person that came that night was healed physically. Sometimes it was emotional healing. Sometimes it was spiritual healing. Sometimes it was like a family relationship or something like that. But anyway, people were getting prayed for. And there was a girl who um, was really agitated and very, I, I want to say maybe she was in her 20s, maybe early 30s, very, very agitated the whole night, very distracting the whole night. You know, we had a lot of uh, like a worship service and um, opportunity just for people to have individual prayer time while the worship band was playing. The entire time she kept walking in and out of the room, very distracting, walking up randomly, talking to people with they're very, very clearly praying. Their heads were bowed, you know, eyes were closed. They're, they're praying and she keeps walking up and talking to them. And it was just very clear that you know, something, something under the surface was going on. And while I couldn't see that with my physical eyes, I couldn't figure out exactly what was going on. The spiritual discernment, the gift of discernment that God has given me could pick up on something that was bubbling underneath the surface. And so at the end of the service, they said, if there was anybody else that was believing God for something that wanted a prayer about something, then they could come forward and, and get prayer. And as we did that, I noticed that she was being very antagonistic to the people that were in line, asking them what they were going up for prayer for, mocking them. And as soon as I heard her start mocking somebody, I was like, all right, we, this is, this is an adversary. This is spiritually, God is doing an amazing thing right now. And if somebody is mocking that, there's, there's something going on beneath the surface. So I just started quietly praying. I wasn't even praying out loud. I was just quietly praying. But I I went and I stood between her and another family that was behind her. And I just stood there, followed along in the line, just quietly praying to myself. And she turned around and she looked at me and she was like, what are you doing? And I just said, I'm in line. And, And I kept quietly praying. She kept turning around. She kept looking at me. She was glaring at me. Finally, she turned around and she's like, stop it. Stop what you're doing. And in the physical... I was not doing anything. I was just in line. I was standing in line like everybody else. But in the spiritual, I was praying. There was a spiritual battle that was going on. I didn't quite understand it, but I know the God that does understand it. And I know that he was alerting me and he was fighting fighting on my behalf and the behalf of the other people that were 
there that night and what he himself was doing through his spirit. And so I started to pray more. I started to pray out loud. And as she starts verbally attacking me, I started praying in the spirit because at that point I realized that this was something much bigger than myself. This was much bigger than something my own intellect could have handled. So I started praying in the spirit. And as I'm praying in the spirit, she's getting more and more agitated to the point where she's screaming at me. She's screaming at me to stop praying. And so we get up kind of towards the front area where other people being prayed for. And I looked at one of the pastors there and I said, I, I'm fighting something right now. And he said, we'll keep going because it's tr she's trying to distract from what God is doing. And God was doing uh, some miraculous works there that night. There was people that were getting healed. You know, families are go whole families are going down the people that were struggling with addictions and things like that. And so God was doing something really unique and special and a, a healing work in them. And she was trying to distract from that. So I kind of just kept following her around the room. She's agitated. She's screaming. She's yelling at me. And finally I just said to her in the name of Jesus, shut your mouth. And she looked at me and she stopped speaking, but then there was like a glaze coming over her eyes. And I was like, all right, Lord, I need, I need help with this. And so a couple of the people at this point, some of the other elders and other prayer warriors in the church saw what was going on and they came over and they also started, started praying in the spirit. And so there were several of us there praying in the spirit and she fell to the floor. And when she fell to the floor, she started rolling around like stuff that you would, most people don't ever see this kind of stuff, stuff that, that you would think something, this was a movie. And so she's um, rolling around the floor. And then I just, I started praying in the spirit over her commanding whatever was in her to leave. And as I did that, she vomited on the floor. And after she vomited on the floor, um, she, we ended up praying for her. She ended up accepting Jesus that night. And when all was said and done, one of the other ladies said to me, she said, do you know that you were praying against witchcraft? And I said, what are you talking about? I said, I don't, I don't know what I was praying against. That's what I was praying in the, in the spirit. And she said, no, she said, you said, when you were praying in the spirit, you said the words witchcraft. I didn't have a recollection of that. I didn't know that I did that. But what I believe is that God knew what he was fighting. He might've been using me and the other group of people there to do the fighting, but that's the benefit of praying in the spirit. I don't have to know. I don't, ha I don't have to know what I'm fighting against. When we're doing spiritual warfare, sometimes we know. Sometimes God reveals that to us or it's plain to see. Sometimes we don't know. And I didn't know. I knew something was up with her. I knew I've, I've been around it enough in other countries and things to recognize something was going on. I did not 100% know what it was up against. But apparently when I was praying in, in the spirit, when I was praying in tongues, one of the words that came out was witchcraft. And I thought, man... God, this is, this is what we see. Like you are the one that is fighting this enemy. It's you that has laid hold of your enemies. And that woman walks in deliverance now. She did, she is not plagued by whatever those witchcraft demons were. And, and I don't even know her whole story and, and that ministry. We don't even live in that same town anymore. But, but what my point is, is that we can look at Psalm 21 as a praise for understanding that when we are fighting these spiritual battles, we are not fighting alone. In fact, it would be way more than we could ever handle if we were fighting alone. The only way we can have victory is through Jesus. The only way we have victory is through the power of the Holy Spirit that we have as a result of Jesus's death and resurrection.
So given that insight, I want to read Psalm 21 again. Remember, this is a praise after coming through battle, which is believers today, we can look at this as a praise prayer to pray after we've been through a season of spiritual battle. O Lord, the King rejoices in your strength. How great is his joy in the victories you give. You have granted him the desire of his heart and have not withheld the request of his lips. You welcomed him with rich blessings and placed a crown of pure gold on his head. He asked you for life and you gave it to him, length of days forever and ever. Through the victories you gave, his glory is great. You have bestowed on him splendor and majesty. Surely you have granted him eternal blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. For the king trusts in the Lord through the unfailing love of the Most High. He will not be shaken. Your hand will lay hold on all your enemies. Your right hand will seize your foes. At the time of your appearing, you will make them like a fiery furnace. In his wrath, the Lord will swallow him up and his fire will consume them. You will destroy their descendants from the earth, their posterity from mankind. Though they plot evil against you and devise wicked schemes, they cannot succeed. For you will make them turn their backs when they aim at them with drawn bow. Be exalted, O Lord, in your strength. We will sing and praise your might. Father God, we thank you for your hand of deliverance and the way that you empower us through the presence of the Holy Spirit to fight spiritual battles. That we do not have to go into these battles feeling like we are overwhelmed or we can't handle the things we're up against, God, because we know that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. So Lord, help Psalm 21 to be the prayer of our hearts as we praise you for being the God that not only holds our enemy back, but defends us, that attacks the enemy, that defeats the enemy on our behalf. God, thank you for those times that you do involve us in, in those battles because we know it means we can have victory. God, help us to recognize when there is a spiritual battle going on that we wouldn't just accept what the enemy hands to us, but that we would go on the defensive and we would show the ways that you are faithful in the midst of those battles. God, I pray for my friend today that if they are walking through a spiritual battle, that you would remind them that your presence is with them. There's nowhere they can go that you are not. So God, I thank you for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the way that you continue to equip us to do the things you called us to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey friend, if you are going through this Psalm series with us and you don't want to write in your study Bible, I have the perfect solution for you. In the resources page, the She Hears shop, I have a number of different Bible resources. There are note-taking Bibles and journaling Bibles that are the perfect place to write some notes in your Bible so that you don't forget the things that we're talking about. So that when you come back or you're doing a study down the road and it refers to one of these Psalms, you can have those notes written right in the scripture. And then I also have a couple other resources that hopefully will be helpful to you. I have the Bible tabs so that you can put those right on the inside of your Bible and it'll be easy to flip back and forth to all the different sections of the Bible. And then of course there's some study Bibles, some prayer journals, all sorts of things that I think will help you in your journey to hearing God's voice more clearly. I pray those things bless you. Hey friends, if this podcast helped encourage, empower, or equip you for God's call on your life, I would love it if you would head over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. That's the number one way you can support my show. You can also join our free Facebook community or Instagram page where I share inspirational tips, resources, and prayer throughout the week. 
Hey, I want you to know I'm praying for you this week. Know that you are loved, you are cherished, and you are His.